Hey everyone, thanks for watching the Get Your Mind Right podcast. I'm Brian Mendenhall, President and CEO of Family First Life Central Division. Guys, please like, comment, subscribe, and follow us on YouTube, Spotify, and Apple Podcasts, or any other place you watch your podcast. Enjoy, guys. Thanks for watching. Thank you for joining us on the Get Your Mind Right podcast. I have a special guest, Josh Williams. <laughs> hey, man, I appreciate you getting on, man. Thanks for having me. I'm excited to be here today. Man, I'm fired up, man. You get me fired up. I've been watching some of your training, helping so many people, making a huge difference. Guys, yeah. those of you that don't know, this man is on fire, growing like crazy, helping everyone. But I kind of want to scale back a little bit. Like, I feel like I've seen you train a lot. I've seen you talk a lot. I've seen you help a bunch of people. But who is Josh? Like, I want to kind of know, I want to peel it back a little bit. Tell me a little bit about maybe like your upbringing, man. Tell me a little bit about yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, I'm a, I'm a, a normal everyday guy. You know, I I grew up not not with the silver spoon, but also not in complete poverty. I don't have that sad story. I, I definitely had my adversity for sure, but I grew up you know with everything I needed when I needed it. Not necessarily everything I wanted, but uh, born in Des Moines, Iowa, moved ten plus different places. I, I probably lived in every part of the country you could think of from West to North, South, East, all the, all that good stuff. But ultimately I was someone that knew at a very young age that I would be doing business for myself. I'll be doing some type of entrepreneurial uh, something, right? I was the kid with the lemonade stand. I was the <laughs> one that would knock on your door. I would ask you to, if I could cut your grass for 20 bucks, like that was always me. I never wanted to hang out. I just wanted to work, you know, and I was on, I was on a mission to take care of my family. I think at a very young age, my, my father uh, stepped out of our lives when I was three and my mother, uh, if you can imagine, you know, she, she's talking to me now, you're the man of the house. And, and she says it in a playful way, but as a young African-American boy, like that, that holds a lot of weight. And, and for me, I was, I was the protector of the family. I was the man and I wanted to go out and, and do something big for my family. So this is what I've been doing my, my whole, you know, 26 years of life, just hustling, looking for the right opportunity and uh, ended up finding Family First Life uh, less than a month, less than a year ago. Yeah, that's crazy. So um, we're actually pretty similar. So I've always been like a straight, I, I say a hustler. People think yeah. of bad things when they think of a hustler, but I'm right? not talking <laughs> about snake oil. I'm talking about like anything it took. Like I used to sell candy and gum in school. Yeah. Everybody wanted candy. Everybody wanted gum. <laughs> You know what I mean? So I've always, and I got a job. As soon as I got my working papers, I was working. Right. So I'm kind of like the same kind of avenue. Um, do me, do me a favor, man. Talk to me about some of the different jobs that you've done. Like if, if you don't mind. Yeah. You know what? It's so funny. So for me, I've been someone that I, and I just, I watched a, I think it was a podcast or, or a YouTube video or something, but Grant Cardone was talking about one day. It was, it was I was maybe 18, 19 years old. I had just dropped out of college. I had torn my ACL, my football scholarship was taken away. I didn't know what to do with my life. And I heard him say somewhere that the, if you're young, the best thing you could do is get into sales mm -hmm. and just go do a bunch of different sales positions until you find one that has the right, you know, components in terms of uh, high pay, right? High commission, uh, you know, your ability to scale it. Do you own it? Can you sell it? Uh, mm -hmm. you know, can you build a team? Can you help others? Is it a good product? You know, all these different things. And I've got a list on my phone of all the different sales positions I've done. And I'm 26. Oh, I've got a long list of them. So, I mean, I've done network marketing. I've done health insurance, telesales. I've done three different 
life insurance companies looking for the right one. I've done e-commerce, drop shipping, wholesale real estate, got my real estate license. I did mortgage sales. I did uh, phone sales, uh, pest control door to door. I sold swimming pools, uh, cars, direct sales at these big uh, promotional events. I would you know, pull people from a crowd. Hey, check this out. Let me show you something. Have them sit down and show them a product or whatever. Try to sell that. I wrote a book when I was 22. I traveled and spoke at middle schools, high schools. Uh, you know, there's so much. I've done roofing sales, door-to-door roofing, right? Um, a lot. <laughs> I've done just about anything you could think of. And then I've sold things on my own in terms of, um, you know, lemonade stuff and knocking doors on doing, you know, cutting grass. And when I was in my freshman year of college, they thought I was like doing selling something illegal, drugs or something, because I had like 10 different cars on the car lot. What happened was my very first car, I was, uh, it, it had just blew up on me and I sold it for $2,000. I took that $2,000. I bought two more cars with it, one for $1,200, one for $500. And I turned both of them over for over $1,000 each. And I just kept doing it. And I had so many cars on the car lot playing football. They're like, this guy doesn't work. Where does he get money from? So there's some red flags, but I've just always been a hustler just like yourself. So, I mean, I think you probably have the same type of experience where you're just looking for ways to make it work. So for me, it's always just mind blowing to, to think of all the different ways and things that you could do to make sure your bills are paid. But I'm just fascinated by business. That's crazy. So um, I'm a little, I'm a little similar. So I did try network marketing. I tried like three, four different things. And had a bunch of people, had no money. It was kind of like the best soap in the world was coming down out of the sky, glowing, you know, yeah. but I was broke. Um, and, and then I just found the gym and I'll tell you, I did that for 10 years, but it was still sales. Sales, sales is where I'm comfortable. And, mm-hmm. you know, I, I, I enjoy getting uncomfortable now mm-hmm. so I can be more comfortable later. Does that make sense? And what, what type of sales was that? It's like, memberships or so what? yeah man I mean, like it was gym memberships so like literally uh, it don't seem like it's actually sales but you have to think like you had to get people to come into the club see mm-hmm. like and we'll get we'll transition into what we do but there's no such thing as leads so right. you have to sell a certain amount of memberships every day which is like 12 15 with mm-hmm. no leads you had to right. make it happen out of thin air so and, and he, I mean, imagine if I had leads, then I'd just be like, let me get more leads and then I would help more families, you know, get protected or get in shape. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. Dude, I, I want to talk about, so all those things that you've done mm-hmm. when you finally, when you finally found FFL, what was one of the major differences and the reason why you got so excited about wh- where you were? Right. Um, I think it was a mixture of all the things that I was looking for. Though there were several things in that list where I would have the great the potential to have you know a great income, uh, and I was making sales and my profit from those sales and the things out. You know the, the high compensation was amazing, but then I would feel stuck because I would have no impact. Right, so people want income, they want impact. And then I, there's been in roles where I'm traveling to different middle schools and high schools. I'm sharing my story, you know, talking to students all across the world. My, my heart feels great. Big old heart, <laughs> little bitty bank account, <laughs> you know. So I'm just trying to figure out where where that fine line was. And and honestly, the other side was it is some of those things I started on my own, right? The e-commerce, the drop shipping, the looking to wholesale real estate and find off-market deals to flip them to investors and that kind of stuff. No, I've got a few deals under my belt, but it was like, this was my own thing from start to finish. And when you think about business, you know, most businesses crash and burn early on when they yeah. get started. You know, And what I loved about Family First Life is that this was plug and play. Now, they already had all the components that I was looking for, but all I had to do, I didn't have to build an insurance brokerage from start, from scratch. 
because that would be very difficult. I just had to plug into this one that's already just completely booming in the industry. And I had to use all the my marketing abilities, uh, my sales ability, all the things that I had gathered over the years. And they all came into play. And then, boom, here we are. Right. So I tell people, though, it's like when you look at what we've grown and how quickly it's happened in the last it's been 10 months and you know, we're throwing up some crazy numbers, helping a lot of families. But people think like, oh, Josh did this in just you know less than a year. No, Josh did this yeah. in eight years because I started back when I was 18. And, right. Yeah. So it's like it's not it's not what it seems. It, I've, I've been doing this stuff and, and, and com- like compiling these components and these skills to be able to come here and actually use these where, no, I can just plug into Family First Life and run with it. All right. So let's say you're talking to a brand new agent. Somebody's seeing this right now. They're like, hey, you know what? I'm thinking about doing this. I kind of believe in myself, but I'm not sure. What would you say to that person? They've got to do it. I I think, number one, you got to look at the fact that people are doing it, right? (laughs) Like, if, if he's doing it, he's a man like I'm a man. She's a woman like I'm a woman. I could do it. Like, that's the first thing for me. People, they, they say, don't do the comparison game. I love to compare myself. I love to look at someone and say, if he did it, I could do it. Facts. He ain't better than me. Facts. You know, so so I, I like that. And, and, and when you approach it that way, that's the first thing. But then you got to go out and do the work. Right. So the only difference between most people that I found it like it, I don't know why, but the way I was brought up. I didn't get brought up where I was, you know, immersed in so much entrepreneurial type of stuff or business or big dreams and big goals. For me, it was like the environment that I was in is what I had. I grew up in Mississippi where it wasn't really the greatest area. So I didn't really have a lot of role models or anything to go out and want to be like. But what I realized is that ultimately, when I started branching off, when I got older, when I started traveling and seeing things myself and getting into different rooms, at first, I was like, this person must be like a robot, like a, like he's not a real person because he's accomplishing this and that. And that's only if you get lucky. But now it's like, OK, I, I get into a room. I shake I shake Brian's hand. I'm like, OK, this guy, let me feel your skin. Like, <laughs> you're a human just like me. Yeah. And, and I realized, you know what? The only difference was the information they had and the work ethic. So once you realize that this person's human, the next thing is, is can you have the, do you have the same information as them? And the cool thing is that now anything you ever want to know is right here. Anything you can go to YouTube right now, YouTube FFL, you see from the best of the best, the greatest stuff. And then do I actually do the work? Well, am I willing to make the phone calls? And when you start doing the work, and you have the right information. You start you know, getting a little bit of traction. That's how you that's how I built the confidence. Mm-hmm. That That's how I approached it and built the belief of that I could do it as I saw you do it. That worked. OK, great. Let me go get the information. It made me feel a little bit better what I'm talking about. And then lastly, I did the work. And when I did the work, it wasn't just you no know, rainbows and butterflies. It was difficult, but I got better and better and better. And now it's like I can do it in my sleep. I can hi- I can recruit. I could hire. I could train. I could you know sell in my sleep because yeah. you've been doing it for so long. Yeah. So that was kind of my approach on it. Oh, that's dope. That's dope. I, I was doing this one training one time, and I was talking about like going out one day, having like twelve appointments, and selling nothing. Like no shows, one leggers, all these things, right? And then having another day where I couldn't miss. It was like home run. Home. I was just helping everybody, right? And I was Absolutely. telling people, I was like, look, those days where I struggled and got my butt kicked, that was the payment for those good days that just came and it was like they were all laydowns. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Part of this business or a huge part of this business is your attitude, right? Staying positive, 
That's why I have this podcast. It's called the Get Your Mind Right podcast, right? Talk to me about what you do to keep your mind right, because I know it's super important. Absolutely. You know, I think I, I prepare myself really well. I think the number one reason that people fail is they don't plan for their L's. Like, I expect people to, you know, cuss me out on the phone. I expect them to hang up on me. I expect some people to tell me, you know, screw off and I don't want it, but I also expect myself to win. I also expect a lot of people to say yes. Right. So it comes back to number one, do you plan for your L's? Like when anything in my life, uh, as far as life insurance sales, this stuff is simple to me because I've been through so much in my actual real life, like real losses, like real stuff where I've had to bury my little brother. Right. Like Mm. that compared to someone hanging up on me, that's not, they don't even compare. So for me, it was that I plan my L's and I understand that this is business. This is going to happen. And I you know still lean into it. But I think um, when you actually put down the numbers and you actually do the math and you actually look at, OK, it's actually impossible for me to have 100 requests of people looking for life insurance. And then I can't get at least, you know, two, three, four, five to say, impossible. yes, I want it. Impossible. You know, so. Yeah. For me, it really just comes back to kind of planning out my L's. But that that's so that's a great topic. I love talking to people about emotional intelligence, right? Mm-hmm. And like how do you stay stay on that line? And for me, honestly, I think that was one of my biggest downfalls, especially, you know, young 26-year-old man. I don't know what it was, but for a long time I was like angry at the world. I thought everybody was out to get me. I was somebody that had to go through anger management. I was like fighting in school every day. It was a whole nine yards. I was very, very poor. Like did a terrible job at controlling myself and my emotions. I don't know if you've ever been through that, but I'm actually intrigued to know kind of what helps you uh, keep your emotions intact. Because even now, like there's still levels to it where now it's like I catch myself kind of wanting to get frustrated at certain situations or even with agents because in my brain, I'm like, that's so simple and you don't get it. And it's crazy. And, <laughs> you know, so like what, what do you actually do to, to really help build your emotional intelligence? What well, do you think? I'll be 100 percent honest with you. I was the same identical person that you just described. And yeah. um, dude, I used to lose it. I would get so frustrated, so angry. And um, it actually took a conversation with Sean to help me, if I'm honest mm-hmm. with you. I mean, I just really started getting better December 2019. I had a conversation. <laughs> <laughs> that's recent, right? I had a conversation with Sean. He was like, hey, man, you need to get it, you need to get it together. Like, you're mm-hmm. way too emotional. He's like, I love your training. I love everything that you're doing, helping people. You're one of the most passionate people I've ever seen. But the thing that you're confused about is passion and emotion don't have to stick together. So I'm allowed to remove the emotion, still be passionate, still help people, but don't make emotional decisions. When I did that, January 2020, that year we we grew. Like we just started growing and growing. And I made myself remove all of my emotions. So you know how people make New Year's resolutions, right? Mm-hmm. I, I kind of hate them because nor- right. normally they never work. But in 2020, my goal was, you know how 2022 is the year of growth? Well, 2020 for me was the year of no emotion. So I had yeah. to take the emotion out. And I had some accountability partners, if I'm being honest. And I'm like, mm-hmm. hey, I, I'm not going to be emotional. I'm not going to make emotional decisions. If you catch me, please check me because I wanted yeah. to be on top of it. And man, I'll tell you, man, that that year changed everything. And now, like, I don't really get emotional over much. Going back yeah. to what you said about the agents, though, I used to have this thing, Josh, and you probably is what you're trying to describe to me right now. I used to have this thing where I wanted people to win so bad. I would get frustrated. I would feel it in me. I would get so frustrated. I would get upset. 
I would almost get sick over it because, but what I realized, Josh, I wanted people to be successful more than they wanted it for themselves. That's not healthy. What you need Mm -hmm. to do is get the right people around you that want to be successful and you can't want it more than they want it for themselves. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. But make a commitment to take the emotion away. Still be passionate because from me watching all the different trainers, you're one of the most passionate people I've ever seen besides watching myself. If I'm being honest, like I love the way you have so much passion and you can tell your heart's so big and you enjoy helping people. Does that make sense? Absolutely. And and it could it could be a a big blessing, but a a big downfall to step into some holes where maybe maybe you you're investing more into someone than you should and and just different things. So I'm still still definitely learning in that area. But it's very intriguing to me to watch people's brain. And what'll happen, Brian, is like you'll watch, and I've seen it in my life, you'll watch the way you learn how to control your emotions in business, and then they bleed over into your life in terms like my mother, she's a made me fear it. And now it's like, oh, what's up, mom? Or it's like crazy. something will happen to her and she'll lose her mind. I'm like, mom, it, it's just like, it's just juice. She just spilled, my, my sister spilled the juice on the carpet. It's not the end of the world. Let's just clean it up, you know? So it's just, it, it's That's, funny. It's man. funny you say that too, because from that 2019 conversation, now I'll introduce myself. I'm like, yeah, I'll be talking to somebody. I'm like, yeah, I'm a Pisces with control over my emotions. <laughs> <laughs> So that's, that's all good. Hey, help, help me with this. A lot of people are coming into this industry, right? But they've only Uh worked W2 jobs. So they've never invested any money in them, you know, anything for themselves. Me and you, like we, we know about putting it back in. We know about the re-up money, right? They don't. Mm -hmm. What do you talk to them about as far as investing in their business, investing back into themselves with leads? Yeah, well, I, I just try to always have the proper expectations. So at this point now we have, you know, some some cool startup videos to get people going to where they can hear these things. That way I don't have to have, you know, 100 different conversations on the same topic. Sure. But in these conversations or in the video or whatever that we're onboarding people with, we explain to them, you know, what they can expect. Hey, this is a business. It's not, you know, a job. And typically in business, and specifically in family first life business, we're a lead based business, right? So we use leads, which we pay for to generate business for ourselves. So we have conversations about worst case scenario, what will happen. I've never been the type of guy, like even when I would go to a middle school or high school, I would never tell you not to do drugs or not to do this, or not to do that. I will say, hey, go ahead and do it. But if you do it, this will be the result, gotcha. right? So I was never like telling you not to do it. So same thing in the business now, I have conversations with people about, hey, you know, how much do you earn right now per month roughly? Or how, the game plan is always, to replace their current income. We never talk about coming in and making X amount or or, or Y amount. We talk about how much do you currently make per month? Okay, great. So our first mission is to make sure we replace that, but on your own time here at Family First Life, right? And if that's the mission, I explain that and I say, hey, no, when you make X in X amount of time, doesn't mean you're rich, dude. You can't like disappear for a week or two weeks. You've got to stay here because what's going to happen is whether you work or you don't work, the, the business is a machine, Brian. So what's going to happen, it's going to keep rolling. And whether you work or you don't work, life happens in other people's lives to where, you know, they might have popped all the tires to their car and they need a new set of tires and they can't afford the, this. And they, right, they might have, you know, had an emergency, a medical, anything could have popped up. They might have simply just forgot that they had a new bank account and they you couldn't get a hold of them and, and the policy fell off the books. Well, if that results in a chargeback for you and you spend all the money, 
Well, now you're at zero and then you can't even get leads. And if you do get leads, you got to work yourself out of a hole first. So you feel like you're working for free. Do you want that to happen? No. Okay. So we got to make sure we have a strict schedule and I always help people win through their schedule. That's kind of the way I've always approached it. So I I don't know of any other ways I haven't asked before, but when, when, what do you do differently? Cause I, I might be doing it wrong. I'll be honest. I'm pretty much do the same exact thing. And I mean, I just, cool. I try to let them know that there's going to be a lot of bad that's going to happen. It's not all going to be peaches and cream. They're going to get mm-hmm. punched in the mouth, but be prepared to just punch back and don't quit. If they don't quit, right. everyone's going to be successful. Eventually you're going to figure it out. Like I, I love some of these stories where Dude, some of these people sucked really bad in the beginning. Like, I love mm-hmm. Easton Patton. I love his story. I love a guy, Justin Brown, that I have. I love his story. There's, I love John Wetmore's story, where this yeah. guy struggled. He had his license for years, never did anything. And, and mm-hmm. dude, those things motivate me, and they get me excited. What I'm most excited about right now, if I'm being honest, is... Man, this, this telesales platform that we rolled out, that we have, where, you know... We have leads across the country. We have clients, people that are reaching out for help. Hey, me, I need life insurance in all 50 states, right? And we have somebody that can literally from the comfort of their own home, pick up a phone, call somebody, help them over the phone, find out, you know, what they, what they have wrong with them, what company Mm -hmm. we can place them with all within a half an hour, giving them the right product to protect them and their family. And more importantly, not only did they protect the family, they felt good about it. But they protected their family, too, because they made some money. They protected somebody. That excites me, man. And we can literally help people everywhere. We Right now, we have too many clients. We looked in the CRM. We got over Mm -hmm. 100,000 leads as of yesterday morning that need help. We don't have enough. We don't have enough agents. We need more help. So we are hiring everywhere across the entire country. Uh, People are going to be excited to work with me. People are going to be excited to work with you. If they wanted, if they saw this and they said, man, I love this guy's spirit. I love this guy's heart. He seems like he really cares about people. How do they find you? Yeah, uh, I'm really big on social media. So I I love uh, Instagram platform. Follow us on the journey. It's at Batman J. Will. So that's one way to connect with me. You guys can also connect with me. You know, just shoot me a text or give me a phone call. So 480-878-8160. Uh, that's my cell phone number. You guys are you know, definitely welcome to reach out to me. I would love to have a conversation. So, Hey, man, it's always a pleasure with you, man. Like, man, we got to get together, man. You ever need me no for doubt. anything, you let me know, man. Absolutely. Brian, thanks for having me. Thanks for being on. Take care, man.